Today on the Doc on the Run podcast, we're talking about the one critical mistake runners make when flying to a race. So the big question is this, how are runners like us, who don't like hearing doctors say, just stop running, who know that we simply have to stay active, how do we heal in a way that lets us stay strong, maintain our running fitness, and keep preparing for the next race, and still heal without making the injury worse? Well, that is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Dr. Christopher Segler, and welcome to the Doc on the Run podcast. Well, destination races hold a lot of appeal, awe-inspiring scenery, amazing cultural experiences, fast, flat courses. We spend countless hours and significant sums of money just getting to some of these destination marathons and triathlons. Now, obviously, if you're heading to a key race in a faraway place, you want to have the best race possible. But incredibly, many runners make one simple but crucial mistake that can truly hamper the chances of success in finishing under your goal time. Now, a few years ago, I was racing at Ironman France, and at the beginning of that year, at our annual kickoff meeting, a large group of us in the SF Tri Club decided to all do Ironman France together. Now, Ironman France is not an easy course, and we all wanted to do well. For months and months, we all trained together. You know, cold bike rides starting early in the mornings, long runs in the mist and rain, and track sessions in the dark. And we all put in a huge amount of training to be at our best when it was finally time to dive into the Mediterranean and begin our 146 point mile day. Nice, France is a long way from San Francisco. If I remember correctly, it took about 17 hours for me to get there. Now, Nathan was a member of our group and he was our sort of qualified ringleader and he'd arranged this large apartment for a group of us that was close to the beach and several of us were going to stay there. Now, as soon as I got to the apartment, I found a buddy who I'm going to call David to sort of protect him here, but um, but he had just arrived a little bit earlier and the two of us decided to head out to a grocery store to stock up on some supplies for our stay. Now, he's an interesting guy. He's a strong athlete and, and he's a professional pilot and he'd flown in the military as well he's also a little bit taller than me i think he's about six three but while we were walking down the sidewalk we were talking about how stiff and uncomfortable we both were from the long flight and then he said man my legs feel all jiggly every time i take a step now at that time we were both iron man race ready and we were both seriously fit and you know, I was basically at an unhealthy but typically race fit, low body fat level, and because of that, my legs were simply covered in veins. Now, when David commented that his legs were all jiggly, I looked at David's legs, and he didn't have any veins visible anywhere. Now, there are basically only two reasons you can't see the veins in your legs. Number one, you have a lot of subcutaneous fat hiding the veins in the skin. And the second reason is that you have fluid in the legs, making the veins less visible. Now, like I said, David was a super trained Ironman triathlete, and he was anything but fat. And we'd trained together for months, and our fitness was pretty much the same. Now, our body build and composition was also about the same. But on that day, as we're walking down the sidewalk to the grocery store, our legs looked completely different. Now... I looked at him and I said, dude, tell me you didn't fly all the way from San Francisco to France without wearing compression socks. And he said, what are you talking about? I thought compression socks were for old people. I said, okay, David, seriously. I mean, I know you're not a foot doctor, but it's kind of common knowledge among pilots, I think, that your legs can swell when you fly. I mean, what exactly do they teach pilots in the military? Don't you have to take some kind of class on flight physiology or something? 
after we got back from the grocery store, we, you know, we assembled our bikes and we went out for a ride to spin some of the fluid out of our legs. Now, knowing that he was really going to have a rough time running on swollen legs, I offered a pair of my compression socks to him. I told him to put them on and keep them on for the next 24 hours. Well, the next morning I was in the kitchen making coffee when he got up. He walked in, he said, hey man, look, my Ironman veins are back. Those socks are magic. They made me look fit overnight. Well, if you really think about it, it is just amazing that runners will think about the weight of their running shoes and refuse to add any additional shoe inserts or anything just because of the weight, yet they would allow this dead weight in the form of fluid retention to pull in the legs in that way and then run a marathon. I mean, every step of the way, you have to pick up that extra fluid, swing those swollen legs through the air and repeat for the entire 26.2 miles. And let's face it, skinny legs are lighter legs. Swollen legs are heavy legs. I mean, which do you want to have to move? And when you sit in a cramped seat for long periods of time, like when you're traveling on an intercontinental flight, you really can't move that much. And movement is the vehicle that mobilizes the fluid in your legs. When your muscles in your legs fire, they tense up and they squeeze and squish the veins that are sandwiched in between those muscles. And the compression of the vessels in your legs actually pushes the fluid up and out of the legs. To make matters worse, the long veins in the back of your thighs are both kind of bent and forcibly compressed while you sit on them. So your weight of you sitting on those veins coupled with the minimal movement combined to increase the odds of fluid pooling in your legs. In addition, the decreased pressure in an airplane cabin at altitude can also contribute to the swelling in the legs. And you have to take action to make sure you land with legs that are light and 100% race ready. Well, compression socks are the simplest and most effective tool every runner should use on any flight to a marathon, triathlon, ultra marathon, or any other destination race. Now, I fly to a lot of medical conferences, and several times a year, I get invited to teach doctors about running injury treatments, and I never, ever fly without compression socks. Even when I wear shorts on a flight, like going to Hawaii or something, I wear compression socks. And yes, it does look silly wearing knee-high compression socks with shorts. So in an effort to minimize the appearance of ridiculousness, what I do is I carry my compression socks in my backpack. I get through security, walk through the airport, and then after I sit down in my seat on the plane, I put on my compression socks and, and then I keep them on for the flight. When the plane lands, I take them off again. Now, if you don't believe me, and you really don't think compression will make a difference, just try flying with one compression sock on one leg. I'm betting that you'll notice a difference in the visibility of the veins in your legs between the compression sock leg and the regular leg. But, you know, you, I think it really makes a difference since you should try it. And when you buy compression socks, you will almost certainly find a huge range of choices and it can be kind of overwhelming but there are a couple of simple tips to make your sock shopping episode a lot simpler the first thing is you want to get full length knee-high socks don't use calf sleeves get full socks that and don't get open-toed compression socks either the socks should cover everything from your toes all the way up to just below the knees the compression is measured in uh, millimeters of mercury so you'll see this mm slash hg and that's what you're looking for and you want to find something that's in about the 20 millimeter range 
And to further confuse you, the medical grade graduated compression socks also have two numbers because they're graduated. They're tighter at one end and looser at the other. For example, compression socks rated at 18 to 23 millimeters of mercury means that the socks will apply 23 millimeters of mercury of compression at the toes and then it gradually decreases in compression to a level of about 18 millimeters of mercury of compression at the knee. Well, basically, there's just more elastic material, and so you get more compression force in the toes and then less at the knee. The reason for that, of course, is that you want to squeeze the fluid up out of the foot, out of the leg, and toward the big veins in your torso. So if the compression or the number was higher at the knee, well, the sock would actually kind of work like a tourniquet and it would increase fluid retention by holding all that fluid captive in your legs. So that's what you're looking for is graduated compression somewhere like, you know, 20 to 25, 18 to 23, something in that range, somewhere around 20. And the exact brand of sock really doesn't matter that much. I mean, I have lots of different compression socks. I have my favorites, but none of them sponsor the podcast or give me free socks or anything. So I'm not going to try to tell you what kind of socks to buy. There are lots of different high quality brands and but in general my my opinion about compression socks is that when you're looking for them the nylon material generally will have the most even compression and probably the highest level of durability so they just last longer the cotton and wool compression socks are a lot more comfortable and the cotton and wool compression socks I have tried really do feel better but they do seem to stretch out and lose some of their compression faster than the nylon variety. Now, regardless of the material, all compression socks will last a whole lot longer if you air dry them and you try to refrain from baking them in a hot dryer because that ruins the elastic. But be forewarned of sticker shock. I mean, high quality medical grade compression socks are expensive. Most of the compression socks I have cost somewhere around $35 or $45 a pair, but they are worth it. If you don't believe me, just ask David. One day in Nice, in one pair of compression socks, his legs went from fat to fit overnight. If you have a question that you would like answered as a future edition of the Doc on the Run podcast, send it to me, and then make sure you join me in the next edition of the Doc on the Run podcast. Thanks again for listening.